And we are back. Man Crush Mondays, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast is back. And no, we will not apologize for our exaggerated absence because that's just the trend that we've been following. Um, so we're back with our first episode of 2019 and things have changed. Things have changed quite a bit. Um, thing number one that has not changed is that Rome still lives in the West Coast, so he's not here. <laughs> thing number two that I guess you could say did change, but didn't change is that Pete's too busy, so he's not here. Right. But um, the format is changing. The format is changing. Um, what that means is that when the homies are not available to participate, we will be bringing in other homies to fill in their place. And I think it actually makes for a good balance because today we got a bomb ass homie. Hey now. So with without any further ado, um we'll get into the introductions. This is African Ass Joe. <laughs> uh this is Jamaican Carl. And our guest of honor for the evening is Haitian Fab. Haitian Fab. <laughs> Suck Posse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until I get this damn soundboard. Y'all gonna have me going off oh, with Lord, the sound effects. But yeah, so we are here. And um let me just give me a second to um introduce you guys to our guest. Our guest is none other than Harlem's own Fabiola Michelle of FabiolaMichelle.com. If you were ever running through the high end aisles of Saks Fifth Ave. At one point, she might have been assigned to you as a personal shopper. But if you you listen to this, you probably were swiping. So you ain't want the personal shopping services. Um, wow. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, so she was a personal shopper to the stars. But now she's a stylist to the stars. And she just started her own skin and body care line named Coessence. But I like to pronounce it Coessence. No. Co- <laughs> Come on, Coessence. Just know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Coessence is um just hitting the streets. Yeah. Um, it just launched last week. Yes, it did. and um, she she's breaking blenders, whipping his body butter into Child, place. We ain't gonna even talk about that, buddy. But um, yeah. Without any further ado, Fabi, tell the people about yourself. Tell them who you is. What's up, y'all? I am a freelance stylist and assistant stylist. Me and my sister just launched Coessence. For those of you that don't know, for those of you that are not Haitian. Co in Creole means body, so that's body essence. So all you ladies, we're trying to make you feel smooth and soft and smelling great. So when you get out the shop, put that body butter on. Trust me, your man will not be letting you get dressed. I already have five people tell me so. So we're here for you. We got you. So essentially, this is like soul glow for the body. Pretty much. Mm. Pretty much. Trust me, the way you about to smell though. Trust me, I've always had comments on my skin and how smooth and silky and shiny it is. I'm just here to help y'all. Yeah, your skin, all right. Don't be a hater. <laughs> all right, so here's what we're going to do. Um, since you guys just got um, to know Fabby, me and Carl are going to give you guys some uh, some brief updates on what's been going on in our lives. I'll let Carl start first. Ah, uh, damn. Um, the last we left off with was, uh, it was after the Christmas one, so. Right. Let's see. Um, kind of just been consistent going, uh, I think the last we spoke, I'd directed something for complex oh hold on you did what i I directed something for complex okay so Uh, so so no longer are we just photographer 
we are now no to no that that I, I definitely popped a cherry and had to go through that process and Bong. it worked out and so now yeah um I, I have to I add that title as well director so congratulations so, king thank you um did something uh it's kind of like a bts ad thing for uh for hennessy for uh they did a black history month uh thing and a friend of mine was producing it so kind of helped out with some of the deliverables for that for hennessy um i think i'm kind of blanking out uh and uh well the most recent thing is uh just moved into a shared studio space in manhattan boom so yeah, um, now on Bowery and Grand Street, uh, Lower East Side, and Prime location. So, <laughs> yeah, nah, it's just it's it's been a dream of mine to be in a studio space, and I've purposely fought going to Long Island City. Not that there's anything wrong with that, and fought going to Brooklyn. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I always wanted, uh, especially as a black photographer, because it's such a difficult thing to have. A studio space in Manhattan in general, but as far as black photographers, I, I just felt like it was something that I wanted to do for myself, and uh, it places me in, in in a location that allows me to have clients in Manhattan and Brooklyn very easily, and um, yeah, um, that, working, doing on some stuff with um, William Morrison uh, Company, uh, added to their database of photographers as well. Boom. So, just... Kind of, and oh, did some for Essence. Uh, Big boom. Shot some some stuff for there. They have a lot of these uh, podcast shows, so I shot all the personalities for them in January. Um, that's it. And then, you know, the usual working for Verizon still, power plant technician. That's a everyday thing. And um, that's that's been pretty much it, you know. That's it? Uh, that's that's pretty much it. You sure? That. <laughs> I mean, all right. So, um, for those of you that don't know Carl or, ha- or haven't followed him on social medias yet, Carl now has a beard. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, thank you. Carl, Carl got the juice rag. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I refuse to call it that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the way it was sold to me. But uh-huh. I will say, I will say this: it it has absolutely changed uh, a lot of the interactions that I've had. Now uh-huh. response to now it has he, been great. Now he uh-huh. wants to talk about it. Uh, no, I mean, I wasn't gonna. I mean, we're you know, I'm on a podcast. I wasn't gonna talk about my beard. That sounded crazy at first. So, ladies, you, two out of the four homies have beards now. Oh right, I don't. I don't see Rome getting the beard. Nah. Yeah, and and yeah. I don't see it either. I don't see Rome getting a beard. Um but yeah, no, I was I was told that uh I was I was bugging for not growing one and that um there are guys out here struggling to have their hair connect. It's a fact. Uh below <laughs> their face and I'm out here cutting this hair every day. So to try it, tried it. Great response. So are you so, loving it? I am no definitely kind of it's, it's interesting I've literally never grown a beard before so to it's a good look to uh to to do it and get this response and it is yeah it definitely has changed everything so I it's been cool changes everything <laughs> hey listen I I didn't know that it was like this I get you get into the club and the guys in the beer club never tell you about it and then once you're in they're like yeah 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 we every girl's yeah. looking at you like hey. yeah 
I mean, it, it definitely changed. There are people that I knew before, and they were kind of like, yeah, uh, whoever you were before, that guy's dead. Like, just don't So don't just to give you guys again. an update on Carl's um, beard situation as well, he also has added the fuckboy fade to it. And um, I see. Wait, I don't know where where no, are you no, no. getting these names from. Hold Wait, on, hold where, on. What's these the are fuck things. Fuckboy fade. Fuck fade. So, let me ask you a question. This is not. A, this okay, is, I'm listen, sorry. Carl, Carl, Please no, look. No, the, don't cut me off. The, let me talk now. The, the, <laughs> no. the views of of Joe Chair do not reflect the views of Man Crush Monday podcast. Okay, so <laughs> Carl with the new haircut and beard could uh-huh. definitely be one of Issa Rae's love interests on oh, Insecure. percent. So and that's because he has the key components. <laughs> Where did you what get they, the fuckboy fade? I'm trying to understand. The you're fade you're making things up because because it was a juice rag, which was a whole other like I, yeah, I, I never, never heard that. literally never heard of that. You made I, that you made that up I've like two seconds ago. I, okay. Oh, all right. All right. Fuck it. I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag juice rag. Mm-mm. Heard you. <laughs> and hold heard on, wait. You you're telling me that you never heard of fuckboy fade? No. When the niggas start to fade out the sides, no. In the summertime, his eyes get real squinty. Period. There's no fuckboy yeah, fade. Like I didn't, fade. I didn't think, I didn't think there was a haircut that was like. Because it don't matter what haircut you got, you can still be a fuckboy. Nah, you got the dro fade now. The dro from Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> the fuckboy fade. Show now, actually. Is he? Yeah, it's called um, Good Trouble or something like that. And no such thing. No, seriously, it's a good show. No, ain't no such thing as Good Trouble. <laughs> I look, no, my thing is actually in the other show. I actually looked at him and I was like, oh, he's actually kind of cute. Oh, he be running these New York City streets too. I seen him at a couple of events. Listen, he be holding around, I think. No comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, to get, to get back on topic with me, what has changed? Um, spent two weeks in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Took my lady out there. Um, spent time with the family. It was the first time back in seventeen years. It was a Damn. momentous occasion. Very beautiful. Um, so beautiful that we've already started planning a trip back in December. And anybody who's anybody is invited. Um, my dad has built a 30-room hotel. Um, 20 of those 30 rooms have king-size beds and AC. So if you would like to come through, you're welcome. Um, my uncle has an, his own private island that he's built a resort on. All types of water sports and things of that nature. Um, there's nothing but amazing food, clean air, and tons of opportunity in Ghana. And... um I want the world to come and see it. What else has happened? Uh, I've realized that running in the hamster wheel is a choice, right? Everyone knows that I've been trying to get rid of my daytime job for the longest, but I don't necessarily need to. At this point, it's time to start making it work for me. Yep. So... After a long talk with my uncle in Ghana, he's like, Joey, how much money are you supposed to be making at Apple? <laughs> and I'm like, well, boom, 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 boom. He's like, well, how much of that did you actually make? And I was like, you know, 75%. So why haven't you made the whole 100? And I'm like, because, nigga, I don't be there. <laughs> you know, I'll be traveling and doing photo shoots and shit. He goes, so you can't make money taking photos and making your full budget where you're supposed to make at work. I'm like, come on, man. What are you trying to get to? He says, I watched your father come from Ghana, have nothing. And he worked as a chef at a Jewish yeshiva from 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day. 
Then he would go and work at a Jewish catering center until 7 p.m. every day. And then on the weekends, he would DJ. He says, with that money, your father built a hotel and two houses here in Ghana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, you got time. You got energy. If you're not making all the money you should be making, it's because you're focusing on the wrong thing. Right. I agree. And I'm like, what? And he goes, you the type of nigga that argues with your people at work. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what? Yes. He was like, yeah, the manager tell you to do something. You the type of nigga to be like, no. He's like, the only reason you say no is because you ain't smart enough yet. And I looked at him like, what the fuck you talking about, man? He's like, wise people don't tell people in positions of power no. They tell them I'm not comfortable. Hmm. And I looked at him and was like, well, he was like, in that one way, America is a great place for you to be. Because in Ghana, they don't give a fuck about your comfort. Right. But in America, those three words, I'm not comfortable is enough to open an HR case. It's also enough to make people second guess trying to force you to do something. So at that point, you're not looked at as defiant or pushing back. You're simply letting them know I'm not comfortable. So they need to find another method as opposed to being like, no, that's a that's a defiant nigga. He don't want to do the job. He's not equipped. I've never had that issue. I don't have that issue per se. But I have issues at work. Okay. Where, um, not to get too deep into it, I had an issue with one of the managers. Mm-hmm. He actually just tried to get me fired recently. It didn't work. But oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. He, um, get you fired? Do all the shit. He told me to do something that was not in the scope of my job. Mm-hmm. And it's also something that's an unwritten rule not to do. So when he asked me to do it, I asked him why. Mm-hmm. He's like, because I want you to. And I'm like, no, nah, I need to understand your vision and purpose, which is Apple's like lingo he goes because i want you to and i was like nah that's not good enough for me yeah in that situation no after that he's just been having it out for me any opportunity he can to try to like get me in trouble he tries of course but and if i would have applied my uncle's logic logic and said yo man that don't make me comfortable it'd have been a different story it would have been gone I, I probably wouldn't even have no problem with this man but it was it was simply a a power play where he wanted to tell me to do something just to demonstrate that he had power. And is I was he, like, fuck out of here. Here's my question. Is he the person that usually argues with that to try to display his power over you or no? Over everybody. So if you know that, then why would you even try to have that kind of conversation? He was new. This is when he first started. Got it. Right. Either way, though. So, yeah, um, I'm living above and beyond the bullshit. Am I nine to five? And because of it, I am filled with nothing but energy to create and collaborate in my personal space when it comes down to photography and it's paying off um couple trips booked this year for work i won't speak on them until until they happen but a couple big name clients um shit is looking up man feel good feel real good but um with that being said i think we should get into our first topic of the night and because there's only one woman here We'll allow her to start. So topic number one of tonight. Let's get right to it. Topic number one of tonight is going to be faking it. Oh. In what sense? Um, It. It. it, Finger quotes. It. It. 
um, he's is talking. it sex? Like yes, I'm confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just we can oh, be see, orgas- orgasmic, yeah. orgasmic activities. Yeah. <sighs> Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Holloway. All right. Let me make this easier for you because that's that's tough to just throw you in a, in a ring with the word Pretty orgasm and you ask you to explain it. You didn't make faking it sound like it was this. I thought it was something else. I thought it was faking it till you make it. That's Here's what I thought thing. we were talking about. You didn't ask. First of all, you know what? I'm not going to put you on the spotlight, but go ahead. Mm. Okay. Because people like to fuck with you when because, they know they because didn't I, themselves Because I love properly. you. I love you. Get I love you too. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> be trying it all the time. But go ahead. So Fabiola Michelle. Yes. First things first. Yes. In the bedroom. Yes. Have you ever, quote unquote, faked it? Yes, I have. Why? I didn't fake it like, oh my God, I'm coming. It was just like, all right, be done with it, please. Because this needs to be done. Hold on. I need. <laughs> we need some clarification. <laughs> Carl, do you think we need clarification? I mean, clarification is always helpful. <laughs> I mean, you know, we weren't there, so... Oh, Lord Jesus. It was in the sense that this is not great, and I think you think you're the man, and I just want you to be done. Just go to sleep and leave the fuck alone. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Like Ludacris, go to sleep, ho. Yes. Go, fuck. Um, Knock out, get them Zs, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> so the real question is, how did we get here? <laughs> Can I tell you the number one thing that I'll tell for any man? Don't ever talk about your dick. Don't ever talk about sex game. For me, the number one thing is if I hear that, I'm automatically like run away. Absolutely, you don't gotta talk about the it. The number one thing I say is run. If a man just like, nah, I'm gonna put it down. Get the fuck away from me. Go away. Sheesh. Do not get near me because that means that your shit is whack. So hold on. With a hard whack. All right, so hold on. First things first, um, mm-hmm. for those of you listening that are not familiar with what this is, Man Crush Mondays is a podcast for men by men with some insight from women. So. <laughs> Fellas, I hope you're paying attention. Um, me and Fabiola have been friends for quite some time, mm-hmm. and we've been throughout the city of New York City, and um, a lot of dudes throw themselves at Fabiola. <laughs> Wait, what? You gonna lie? I've, are no, you de- are I don't you think they've thrown themselves. I think they've come up to me, yes. Thrown themselves? I think that's a bit much. Okay, so what I was saying was, she gets a lot of male attention, and okay. that means that her advice should be valuable. Get out your pen and pad. <laughs> wow. Okay. We shall continue. Okay. So, okay. um, the faking it situation mm-hmm. is it like, is it um, uh, was it like a one and done, or is it something that you've um had to like I've done more than one learn to learn to um get your Oscar worthy performance going. I want to get my Oscar regardless in life. Sheesh. Um, as far as that goes, I'm going to tell you right now with me. Okay, we're definitely going to open up a closet. With me, Ooh. I am very, like, you got to put in work. Ooh, she's opening up you the closet. You have to put in work. So I'm not one person that's just like, ooh, you do this one thing. And I'm like, yes, I'm done. It's like, no, no. You put in the work, homie. We ain't easy one, two, three, and done. And I think mm. a lot of guys think about themselves before they think about a woman. Oh, that's, I, listen, ooh, we that's, that's a, uh, that's a what? Go ahead, K Dot. No, I mean, wisdom. I, I'm not. I'm not from that tribe. So, I, but I do know that that tends to be most of the guys' Case. mistakes. Yeah. Um. And just do me a favor. Don't ask me how it was afterwards. Then I'm not no, I mean, but oh, that's the thing. Wait, that's wait. I mean, but that's the oh. thing. Like my my biggest thing is just like if you really are about it, 
nothing has to be said. You I don't agree. have to say anything leading up to. And you shouldn't, if, if I have to ask you at the end of it, that means that I couldn't tell during. No, agreed. So it's just, I mean, that's just what it is. Those that know how to shouldn't have to broadcast it, shouldn't have to check in with you afterwards. So, um, yeah, if they're taking notes, they should really listen to what is being said here. And it's like, I think it's definitely more on paying attention with the woman's body. How is her body reacting to what you're doing? Because if her body is not reacting to what you're doing, that means you ain't doing shit. So essentially what you're telling me is if you win it and you sweating heavy, like body sweat. Like who, her or you? You. And um her it's not salivating for you. Like if she is dry as hell. There we go. Homie, that uh, means you have a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. a lot of work. And you could be, you could be sweating. I just want to hear you. Could say be it. sweating and not doing anything. anything. So right, the sweat could be all on you, and it'd be wrong. Right. So, okay. So let, let's just get a little bit more insight from Miss um Miss Michelle. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Why am I here? I'm having too much fun. Uh, I'm um, home now. Nah. Um, so you're helping. You're helping. You're helping guys understand what they should we not need, be doing. We 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 need to get this yeah. across to the men, right? Yeah. Because in 2018, 2017, 2016, there were early stages of Man Crush Monday's podcast. Mm-hmm. One thing that a lot of our women guests have said is that men are trash. <laughs> so I can't knock it. so our goal is. <laughs> to help make sure that men are no longer trash and you can give us some insight so first things first Uh uh-huh well it's not the first thing it's like third thing okay but um if you had to quantify your frequency of faking it would you say one out of every five i i don't even know how to answer that question truthfully no i'm just thinking like Okay, I am a person. Direct. I am a person that, um, for me, chemistry is really important. Okay. And that plays a really important factor as far as how my body will respond to you. Mm -hmm. So if the chemistry is not strong, if I don't feel like there's a connection, automatically you already have a lot of work to do. Okay. But if there's a strong connection, it's not going to be as difficult. I think as far as faking it, I would say I probably faked it twice. All right. So that's not. It's not crazy, but it was for me, it was so uncomfortable. I was like, ugh. But I do remember the one time when I was just like, I'm not even trying to fake this shit. Like, I quit. So you just laid there like a doormat? No, I told him, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. Aye. Like. It was someone that, ooh, I don't want to give out too much. Ooh, it was, it's, it's getting juicy. No, it was <laughs> someone that I was cool with. We had hung out a few times, and it finally got to that point. And, oh, Lord Jesus, garbage was not even the word to describe it. And he tried to sit there and be like, well, other girls like it. And I was like, well, I'm not other girls, so I don't really know what to tell you. Boom. Fellas, let's 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 hone in on that one bit of information right there. Right. Don't ever tell another woman what other women liked. 
It's crazy. Okay. It's, it's crazy. I agree. It's true. Okay. Because, I, go ahead. Sorry. Because when you're with a woman, right? This is some game. Get You got your pen and paper ready? This is some game. Grown nigga shit. I had to learn this myself, so I'm sharing <laughs> it with y'all. When you are with a woman, the only woman that that woman cares about you being with is her. Mm-hmm. She don't care about none of your other bodies. You need to focus on her. Okay? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also the thing that, like, there is a misconception that if you, I mean, if things went well with someone that they know what they're doing in general, and if you understand just the way intercourse at its height is is a connection between two people at its height right uh-huh. the physical is is a aspect of it okay. if you only rely on the the physical then like i don't i don't personally consider that i mean at the end of the day if if it's just a physical thing you can you can both masturbate and get it going like it doesn't have to be that <laughs> no seriously like the 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 connection part is really like because I'm, I'm very much it's on very a spiritual yeah. sense and like really it like heightens everything. yeah you make I eye agree. contact it's just and it's an exchange so it's a different thing and once you go there then it's not for me I'm speaking for myself not every guy's that way some guys are just on the physical on their their charts they just want to have their you know like body count quote unquote oh, um but if you actually want to be in a position where you're like I'm a good lover I think relying on the physical is going to you're going to shortchange yourself um and for each person it is a it is a point of view learning that person cuz whatever worked on the other person shouldn't even come into play. Agreed. You know, um it just it just shouldn't it should be a thing where the two of you are learning each other. Yes, you're coming to there not like you're coming there at a low level like you are experienced but you come with your, you know, it's like an athlete. An athlete plays on the court or field, comes right? Comes game. You know, but you, you every field's different. Yeah. Consider it, consider Jordan, right? Basketball, he was the man. Baseball, um, crap. Well, even um, if, even if it is the same thing, like even if you, like, okay, so like if you, if you are playing as as a football player, and you go to a different field, it can still be a field, but like the air condition, the weather conditions different. You can't even. Um, everything's. I mean, but you still come in there as an athlete. Park, same basically. thing. You come in, but you have to analyze. Okay, this is different here. Okay, yeah. cool. So just like yeah. you would have an opponent, you're not gonna play another team the way you played the last team. So it should be the same thing. Like you come with it. Look, I'm skilled. You're skilled, but we're gonna do this together, and we're gonna figure out Agreed. what works for you. So indeed, I, I think that's that is a misconception in a lot of ways with with. with and that's a whole other thing about men and their ability to connect emotionally. Mm-hmm. So that's another, that's why for a lot of men, it's just like, I got to have this, 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 uh, Jeez, list, man. this checklist of what I do. That's yeah. why you can say, Oh, this worked for, cause other that's women. all he knows is the checklist. Honestly, when he said that, I just looked at it and I was just like, what do he do for you? Like, I like, I just looked at him like, okay, what you want me to do with that? That yeah. doesn't mean anything to me. Like, yeah. I think some women would feel like, Oh my God, why would you say that for me? I was like, Okay, great. What's your point? Right. That still does not like. I'm still dry here right now. Right. Well, yeah. I'm still sitting here looking at you like. Well, damn. Okay. I mean, it, no, but it was that much of like. Uh, okay, this is not working. This is just gonna be a no for me, dog. Call it a day. I mean, if there's anything we can take from this conversation so far, it's gonna be that um, no two bodies are the same. 
No. So don't treat them the same. 100%. And also, the most important thing to take from it, um, if you don't want a woman to be faking on you, is to let down your guard and, and build an emotional connection. Um, that came from two opposite sexes, right? Fabby said, you know, I am into connections, emotional connections. Yeah. And Carl just sat here and spoke about all types of... He just pretty much told y'all niggas how to get your chakras aligned without saying it. <laughs> so... I mean, I mean but, I yeah. by little things, especially with the woman, it's like all the little things count, even when from like the touch of the small of her back, absolutely. from like being kissed on her neck. Absolutely. I think all those little things add up and eventually you'll learn what she likes absolutely. and you'll go into the bedroom because then you'll see, okay, her body arches when she does this. Absolutely. Her lips quiver, her she bites her lip. Like you'll notice everything. I hope they have pads out right now. This is <laughs> like game no, free but game it's like if you're not paying attention to her and how her body reacts to what you do then you're an idiot yeah. because literally you can get everything from that absolutely absolutely but again niggas are stupid so mm, hey, hey listen not all no oh, well, no so, y'all I mean, ain't all niggas though niggas right, there we right. go we no, ain't we're niggas not, no, we're not, a difference. Right, distinguished right, gentlemen right. And, 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 and to that point I'll say like you know I always I always credit what I what I I'm aware of to learning that from women you know when I was, I would say I was like somewhere in 15, I was like working at, there was a, my godfather owned a beauty salon, so I was doing the books. And you could look at it as like, yeah, this sucks that I'm working at a beauty salon doing the books here. Or as in, wait, there's a wealth of women walking through this door Every that could day. school me. And yeah. I had a pad. Smart. paper i was asking questions <laughs> i was i was finding you out everything smart. i had to know because i was like listen at the end of the day i'm gonna come in here with the information from women 10 times 15 times older than me yeah. and learning game and and they school and they were very happy to teach me they were like don't be like these guys and they would give me scenarios and it was like oh okay so don't do that okay cool and it helped me not go down the paths of you know making these mistakes and and having these, having my name out here, like, oh, this guy, like, he didn't know what he's he doing or what have you. <laughs> yeah. But Ooh. yeah, absolutely, everything about and and the and the and the the need to, I mean, it's so essential to pay attention because you will gather every bit of information you need to know about somebody and how to please them yep. just by paying attention. You, it's not rocket science. It really is. All the the details are given to you. You just have to pay attention, collect them, Agreed. remember she what you. Is. Okay, cool. So she likes this this way. Okay, cool. Oh, that little kiss on the on the back of her neck in the morning. Okay, cool. That works. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. And you like you'll know you get the response, and you'll know from the response. Okay, so this didn't work. Okay, cool. So, I, but the fact that you are even trying, or you're 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 attentive to other things, like those are the things that aren't going to be taught to you unfortunately not going to be taught to you by your boy most of your boys aren't going to tell you that so it is i i'm saying this just to say it is very important that some of the sources of your information come from women and yes. you actually ask take take the information in humble yourself and 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 go from there and i would say even the women the woman that you're dating as well because i think sometimes we can have those conversations and talk about like hey this is what i don't like this is what i do like and there's an importance to it because I think I've dated somebody where I was just like, well, this is what I don't like and this is what I would like to work on, so on and so forth. But I think you have to take that upon yourself to make that a known thing like, hey, so what do you like? What don't you like? Whether that's in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom, because I think we're willing to say, hey, this is what I don't like and maybe we should try doing this sometimes. At risk of running 
away from our planned um topics this evening uh-huh. we're gonna do it um questions are directed back at you miss fabiola what's the question well actually we'll share this um men are expected to know what women like okay right in what like, sense like you have to i'm just wait i'm going off of both i'm going off <laughs> oh, okay no no size, so you feel like okay what's yeah. happening let me let me can i can i can i no I'm, I'm not i'm not stopping you can go I ahead. Get my shovel out okay so men are expected to like to know what women like by paying attention by taking the time and getting to know her and build that emotional connection but are women expected to do the same what do you mean know what a man like yeah, think about everything that was just discussed. Okay. Uh-huh. About why you would fake it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe homeboy was talking his dick game up all crazy. Fuck no. Right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you and him, you was feeling a nigga, but it wasn't no real emotional connection. Right? It wasn't no real, um, yeah, like, let me see, let me find the best way to say this. Uh-huh. Wasn't no real spark. Okay. But you know what? You you went out on a limb and let him. Let, you try to let him shoot a shot anyway, and he he bricked, right? Yes. And it's all because the man didn't take the time to get to know get to know the woman, what the woman liked, and build that connection. Mm-hmm. But does any of that responsibility fall on the woman as well? As make as far as making sure the man is also pleased. Making sure the man is also pleased. Also making sure that if he is not, I guess if he is not in the position to push the agenda that if the woman is interested, she's willing to and knows how. I'm still kind of confused by this question. Okay. So wait, let me, okay. So let me, let me get this straight. So what you're asking essentially is where we're saying the burden lies on the man to know by paying attention to, to, to every nuance with the woman what it would take to please her. You're asking if any of that burden falls on the woman to please the man as well, pushing that agenda. Yes. So here's the thing. For most men, not to say we're, d- we're dumb. Here we go. Here like, we go. We don't recall. No, like, like, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I'll be, okay, so I'm speaking from the sense of I, I consider myself and it's not me saying it because I'm bragging. I've put in the work. Hold on a sit- second. Hold on a second. This is coming from the man with the fuckboy fade. Go. You can say, oh, no, I, but yeah, but I, I, I don't, <laughs> oh, no. I don't own anything. Listen, I'm the furthest thing from it. So this is not, this is not talking shit. I'm saying that I've put in the work to put myself in a place where I don't, I don't walk into a situation without making sure that I'm applying those things. The burden is on me, not applied by the woman that I'm speaking to. She's not putting that on me. I choose to be that person because I've, I, in my experience, I've gotten the most out of those exchanges. So when I'm emotionally connected to somebody, mm-hmm. the sex is a million times better. Agreed. Like I don't get any. I, it's not. I'm not. It's not just saying it to say it. I just casual. Like I'm just fucking the fuck. Like we're it's done cool. Not. We're done. Not. It's over. It's cool. But like, I mean, once you've had that experience where you've actually connected with somebody, and it's like it's on another level. It's it's like. I, like it's it's almost like you're sparring because it's just like you guys are both on a whole other level. It's, it's kind of like okay, I don't I don't really need the other thing. So, I but I will say that for me, the only thing that 
is required from the woman. Okay. And most women just naturally, when you approach them in the way where you're showing them that you're interested and you're paying attention, Mm -hmm. they'll meet you there. I second that. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not necessarily that the birth, like I think that most women approach the scenario prepared to do that. So they'll match the energy the guy gives. So I don't know that the burden necessarily the is the case. Energy. Right. So you will get that. I think most but women that, show you, up can with I that. Can I tell you what's funny is that I think it's, it's in the society that we're in, there's two things that uh-huh. I always think about. I always feel like it's like every guy feels like a gr- girl's always supposed to give them head. But I feel like it's funny. There we go. This is what but I no, wanted no, no, to listen, get to. But I always think it's interesting that guys are not always willing to do the same thing for that, women. And, and that and Dude, that is. And that so is. it's like, how are you so quick to want to get pleased, but nah. not want to do the same thing for your partner? You, you, you are. So it's like it's one of those things where it's just like you can ask this question, but it's like, why would I even answer this question? Because automatically every guy is just like, oh, I want head. I well, want no, head, let's I want let's, head. let's 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 like, not every guy. Not every, no, I'm but oh. in generalization, I'm okay. not asking for the head. If you're not giving it to me, then fine. No, but. You have to realize as a woman, every man will always be like, oh, no, but I'm going to get ahead. And then you look at them like, okay, so is it going to be reciprocated? Like, are we doing for tit for tat? Like, so here's the, the thing. At the end of the day, a lot of men are not. Not a lot of men. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Nowadays. We adjust that. Yeah. You know what? Nowadays, yeah, no. it's shifted. Right. But for a long time, it was not reciprocated. It's not even about, it's not even about a situation where it's all the men. Or a lot of men, but the the real deal is that I don't know of many grown ass men mm-hmm. that are gonna lay down with a woman, okay, and be like, "Hey, I would like you to put your mouth on my private parts. I'm not gonna put my mouth on your private parts." That's not a grown ass man. Okay, but you also realize there are not a lot of grown ass men out here. So what's your Boom, party done. So here we here at Man Crush. <laughs> I thought that was a known thing. Like, no, so here at Man Crush Mondays. Can I say Mondays, that's part of the reason why a lot of the women are still single out in these streets? Because there are not a lot of grown ass men. Fabi, you've come to the right place. Doctor Cheer, <laughs> Doctor Cheer, and and Doctor Doctor Ferguson are here to help bring these <laughs> premature, prepubescent men or boys to 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 maturity. You understand what I'm saying, yo. Fellas out there, you, if fellas out there in um, podcast land listening to this, women don't really care how fucking fine you are after a little while. Women don't really care how nice your car is or your, your Yeezys or, or your oh, clothes gosh. after a while, right? Because between Carl and I, we've had it all. But yeah. the real deal is women care about how you treat them, yeah. the attention that you pay. And the energy you put towards it. So at the end of the day, and, I could care less about any of those other things you mentioned before. And if you yeah. are, if you are out here trying to have fruitful relationships and orgasmic sexual encounters, <laughs> as opposed to dead cat pussy, where she's just laying down, <laughs> where she's just laying down, not not really reciprocating anything, you gotta. You got to take your time. You got to get to know these women. You got to spend some time and invest some energy. And, you know, it's more than just an edible arrangements when, you, when your income tax hit. You know, it's, it's, it's more than a movie every once in a while. And I don't want to date somebody that wants to hang out more with his friends than he doesn't want to hang out with me. I mean. Because a lot of guys out there nowadays are doing that. Say it one more time, Miss Michelle. I don't want to hang out with a man who wants to hang out more with his friends than he wants to hang out with me. Because I think a lot of guys go on dates with their other male friends. Wait, wait, Miss Michelle. Yes. Say it with your chest. <laughs> 
I don't want to go out on a date with a man who wants to go on more male dates than go on a date with me. So, fellas, let me explain to you what that means, right? To some men, it's not clear. It's not that she don't want you to hang out with your boys. Not at all. Hang out with them. If you spend more time with your niggas playing Madden, 2K, and Smash Brothers, or going out for drinks 24 7 with them, then you do, then you do watching Netflix. Are they sleeping with you? Cooking dinner. Or just, or you know, let's let's just chill. Let's, you know what? Oh, Fabiola, you like you you make um shea butters and cocoa butters. Hey, baby, let's go down to one twenty fifth and find the best <laughs> butters, baby. You nah, know, you I know, mean, look, it doesn't even need to be that. They I just mean, want quality time. It could be anything from hanging out at home. Like I'm very much of a homebody. Mm. Literally, we could hang out at home all day, watch a movie, Agreed. eat some food, have sex, smoke, chill. Like it could be a day at home. So like every now and then we can go out, we can go bowling, go walk in the park. It could be simple shit. It doesn't have to be anything extra. Sorry to cut you off real quick. Go ahead. Fabiola. And now a word from our sponsors. Men, are you at home? Are you with your lady? Did you just roll up a joint of some mid-grade weed? Oh boy. We don't do that, nigga. High grade. Fabiola, you may continue. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking done with him. I'm just saying, I think when it comes to being in a relationship or situationship or dating, I think guys think it's so much more than it really is. And I think it's some some of the basic things that they just don't think about. So break it down. Pay attention. Stop like get out of your own head and just focus on your lady and literally she'll take care of you you take care of her she will take care what of you. what does that look like what does look what is getting out of your head and taking care of your lady look like come on now i cannot stand you right now at all <laughs> uh-huh i mean literally of course do your own thing take care of your business but i think if you're being a supporter for her because i i must be for myself for me i am a person that works 24 7 that i have a lot going on i just need somebody else who's going to take control because i'm tired of taking control of everything else in my life so I want somebody else who's going to be like, babe, let's go out for dinner. All right, cool. Babe, you want to stay at home, watch a movie? Cool. Like I am with the shits. Very simple, very basic. But I think when I'm seeing you out hanging out with your boys 24-7, and I'm, sitting there, I'm like, all right, do you really want to hang out with me or are you more focused on your boys? Do you really want to just see what's, where this could go? Or do you want to focus on 50 other women? Because if that's the case, we, ain't gotta, we don't have to date. We don't have to fuck. We don't have to talk. I'm okay with that. Oh, so you're not a serial dater no oh so you want your attention of course let's key focus by her right now because that's what that's what fabiola's saying y'all ever heard that song i'm thinking about her focus, focus on, on me. me yes mm-hmm. no yeah, that's yeah. No, that's, you see how you see how i did that that's you see how i did that i mean yeah it's it's uh no yeah, it's real but uh you know just to just to like continue on with what we were saying before like even with even with the idea of what i was saying in learning from working at this this place and doing the books while i was learning from the women what i should be doing i used to hear the stories countless stories like i don't think guys realize how many times they're no just like the stories about how much they mess up get told to the village oh everything. women i was everything. i was all i knew is i did not want to be one of those guys i for the life of me when i would hear it was like girl let me tell you about this one i'm like oh but shit. can i tell you that's also the same thing when it comes to like even just fucking around with a girl uh-huh. 
excuse me, I had a guy who's going to stay nameless. He tried coming at me. Like, okay, a friend of mine was just like, oh, I'm talking to this one guy. You actually know him. And I'm like, who are you talking about? And I looked at him. I was like, oh, okay, I heard you. And it was just so interesting because he had been trying to talk to me for a really long time. And I always just put him on the back burner just because I thought he, I knew he was a, a fuck boy. I was like, nah, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to deal with it. She was just like, no, he really wants to date me. He wants to be with me. And I'm like, mm, that's cute. That's kind of laughable because that's not the case. But again, it's one of those situations where I'm like, fellas, girls talk. Absolutely. We know everything. Absolutely. Mind you, that was some point last year. And now at this point, he's really trying to come at me hard. And I'm like, homie, I know what you've been doing. And I know three other girls can sit there and be like, oh, you've been jumping around. Yeah. So now you want me to take you serious? How? How? Houseway. Yeah. That makes no sense. I mean. So I think when it comes to guys thinking about, okay, you want to approach a girl. How many, like, especially how every every guy's like, oh, you smashed the homie. We're looking at it the same way. Interesting. Yeah. So. Hate to take momentum from what you were saying and switch it back over. But um, we still going to talk about faking it. Oh, yeah. Because. Yeah. The roles reverse. Yeah. <laughs> reverse, reverse. Okay. So you faked it before? Yes, I have. How many times have you faked it? Too many. Damn. What's too many? That is sad. Two is too many. Okay. Agreed, Agreed but how many is too many for you? More than I would have liked to. First question is why. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Well. Like, what was it that made you want to fake it? The same thing. The same thing that you said. Oh, really? Like, yeah. So, so wanting to get it over when it's not good. <laughs> like, like I mean, listen. Let's let's not bruise egos here. Let's just be like, it's hey, fine. Go ahead. come. Some, no, no. Sometimes, sometimes you don't want to bruise egos. You're like, I just want this over. Yeah. And it's easier for me to just be like, you know, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm good. Oh, okay. hello. Wait, but they didn't ever see the condom that like there was no ladies, ladies, no what? Ladies, who's, ladies. You're really expecting inspecting the condom. So no, but I think so. Real quick, for all of our lady listeners, because um this week it was brought to our attention that we do have quite a few um. This is for you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> us men. I can't believe his voice. Us men, we have um we're pressured to lay it down. We're pressured to build these emotional relationships. Now, as a 32-year-old man, I can say at 28, I wasn't building um, emotional relationships. Before 28, I wasn't building emotional at at 22 at 18 to 20 oh. Nine. Ain't nobody looking for you to build a emotional relationship with you at this point. I was, I was, I was just trying to get my rocks off. Oh, I was rolling a dice, hmm. right? Now, as an older man, uh-huh. as a distinguished gentleman, oh lord, <laughs> I quit. I like an emotional connection too. Of course, it's important. And sometimes, ladies, you have to understand, just like the gentleman. The pussy ain't enough, right? Your pussy could get wet. Mm. My dick could get hard. But if you are Patrick Starfish. Wow. Or. It's literally the yeah. star position. That's I, no, 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 no. Starfish. If you, no, no don't, 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 don't do it yet, You've Carl. You've never heard let me, that? I've heard Patrick, Patrick Starfish. Patrick, Patrick Starfish. Though. I'm not going to call it Patch Starfish. No, but I'm Patrick, Starfish. like we're SpongeBob in it. That's what we're doing. We're just, right. I'm calling it Starfish. Like I, that no, I get, no, I get, I get the, the, I just wasn't prepared for the Patrick. I wasn't. like. 
I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. Right. If you're just going to lay there and expect me to put in the... um, I've heard about those stories. The the gladiator type work. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) niggas supposed to build Sparta on your back and you just like round back. You can't even arch. Look, there's a lot. Wow. There's a lot. Or... Maybe, maybe there was maybe there was a miscommunication in terms of what was expected, and I'm expecting more. Nevertheless, there have been sexual encounters, and it's not just me. There have been sexual encounters where we go in, whether it's against or with our better judgment, and a couple minutes in, we like, you know what? <laughs> this should end sooner than it would normally. So. How do we make this happen? I still want to know how many times does that happen though that you faked it. That's what I'm still trying to figure out. Listen, the reason why I stopped asking you how many times you faked it is because in order to get a proper percentage, you have to know the overall number and we won't go there. Wow. Yeah. Heard you. Okay. Got it. So, yeah. <laughs> <Yowza>. <laughs> too many times. <laughs> too, too, too many times. So, essentially, ladies, this is a PSA. <laughs> Let me get my PSA voice on. Hold on. <clears throat> Have you ever met up with a guy after the club? No. <laughs> <laughs> so my answer is short. No. God damn. No. Uh, I'll tell you some of the some of the some of the craziest times that I've ever faked it was like after the club. Oh, then maybe that's where you went wrong. No. Not no. always. Because these are girls that, you know, spoke they spoke their game up. Like you would say. Then you should have taken it the same way. I yeah, take the guys. same way. I, I, I'm, like, nigga, I'm going to do I don't, get the fuck I don't, out of here. I don't know that I've ever taken. Well, let, can I finish? Okay. All right. Yeah. So es- essentially, <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me. Good night. We're ready to go to sleep. I'm done. Yeah. Essentially, I found myself in some situations where I was expecting more than what I received. Then you were a dummy. And then, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> as simple as that. You were a dummy. What do Ross? Why would you believe anyone that hypes himself up like that? It's more than that. Then what is it? You want me to go through each one? Give me like the best one. Like the best worst one. What did they say? Nigga, I'm it's not even it's what? not even about what they say. What they do? Go out, couple dates, we kicking it, having a good time. Uh-huh. Try to get it. She not giving it up. Okay. Girls the anticipation. You're like, yeah. Nigga, ooh, wait till I get my hands on this one. She look you in your eyes, give you a kiss, and say, I'm ready. Yeah. She automatically be like, nope. What? Fake. This is like after like four weeks, five weeks. Okay. It's a lot of work put in. I've had a man have me wait before. Okay, so wait. Let me let me so after four or five weeks, you you know, she looks at you in the eye after a date and she goes, I'm ready. And you <laughs> if y'all you go can upstairs, see his face though, I'm ready. You go upstairs and you you ready to get it in. And then first pump is like Okay, here we are, and she hits you with the. Uh. <laughs> Wait, she sounds just like that. <gasps> Rick Ross with the grunt. No, wow, I, don't. I can't do the Rick Ross grunt. Okay. Uh-huh. okay, right, Rick Ross with the grunt. Other time might be like, I lay, I ride me, mm-hmm. and then she's just like a fish out of water. There are a lot of things that make a nigga go. You know what? I'd rather not. Heard you. So, with that being said, uh huh. Ladies, it's time to focus on building emotional relationships. And men fake it too. And here's how we fake it. I'm going to give away a secret. Oh, gosh. Go ahead. Um, essentially, we pump fast because ladies, 
expect most niggas nah, to go. I just naturally pump fast though. Go ahead. Boop, boop, boop. All right, no. Um, Jack style. Pump fast. <laughs> All right. I go fast. I go fast, real fast, real fast. And be like, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> little involuntary shaking. I probably literally think there's something wrong with you and that and, you just can't work perform. And she'd be like, oh fuck. Oh shit. Yo, give me a minute. And spin out real quick and run to the bathroom. Before she even get a chance to look at I it. literally would think that you just couldn't perform. That's fine. Okay. But you think I finished? No, I always think that you're sad and pathetic. Either way. You're done. <laughs> I faked that. But then would you you would do the second round? No. No, that's it. That's the fake before, it is not to before, continue. Right. Before I come back in the room, <laughs> your Uber is called. Yeah, the fake it is not wow. to continue. That's that is that is absolutely a um break glass during emergency right. like that is that is that is wow. look at the exits are on the rear that's that's a i'm you know learn just something. trying to get out of it Let's that's learn a, something new every day that's yeah. a, i come back in the room and my phone rang oh mm-hmm. shit my boy just got locked up they grabbed him y'all gotta get out of here man which yo which address i'm gonna call it <laughs> wow can i tell a, f- a funny story i won't i won't go into names but one day i was on my way into work mm-hmm. <laughs> and i saw my boy on a d train platform and I'm like, yo, fuck you doing, nigga? It's like 6 a.m. You supposed to, nigga, your job don't open till 10. He's like, nah, um, I had this, this shorty in my crib, and I couldn't, like, she had to go. We came from the club. Mm-hmm. We got to the crib, like, maybe 45 minutes ago, and she was just dying to fuck, but I just couldn't do it, so I needed to get her the fuck out of there. And I'm like, so, and I'm like so what did you tell her? He's like, I told her that my mom was locked out of the house uptown. I mean, downtown. But yeah. she lives in Fordham. So she got on the D train on Fordham. And I got on the D train at, at 170. <laughs> and whichever train came first, one of us was getting on it. <laughs> I mean, whatever works, what? I guess. Yo, niggas, ladies, y'all not the only one that go to extreme lengths to um fake it. Never had that before. Yeah, no. Or at least you don't think you had it before. No, mm, I, I they mean, keep coming back for a reason. Yeah. yeah, if they, if you, if you, you, I mean, if the person after, if a guy doesn't come back, and something like that, the scenario we're speaking about happens, chances are, yeah. that's not true. Yeah. I've I've gone back to somebody. You going it. back to somebody you faked it on? Yep. Nah, bro, I'm good. Yes, I'm, I did. If I'm, if I'm, what's wrong with hold you? Hold on, hold There's on. Nothing wrong with Let's me. get back. Can we get back to the athlete scenario? The the yeah. the, the, the uh, analogy. No, yeah. but I want. I, I just want to figure out why would he go back to somebody? I'm, I'm trying to figure it the out. The reason too. I went back was because the person's head was fucking spaceship stellar. Got it. Okay. So okay. instead of me preserving my nut and making it through the head, I just came before she finished giving head. Got so that it. way it was yo. I, it's uh-huh. gonna be a little minute before I could get him back up. Yeah. So, but that's I thing. Know. but like, but my my <laughs> thing. Okay. So so I, I I hear what you're saying with that. That that to me is more like a um. That's not a. I went back. That's a um. Is that Rafael Sadiq? That's a. That's a. Uh, that's more of like a. I'm just. I'm getting a fixer because yeah, I don't consider. I don't consider you going back for head going back. Like I'm talking about. 
going back. Oh, dip back in the pussy. Oh, because that's what's going back is like getting ahead is like. I would say I've done it once or twice. No, nah, see, so no, if I if I if I have faked it on you, and listen, if I bailed on, hey, you know what came? Oh, it's good, and I, you know, the the term go not even ghosted, but like you notice that I'm not pushing up on you. I'm not trying to go there again. If you did, I come up with an excuse. Then you know, like, okay, something wasn't right. And I like we had this conversation the other day. I've not even not even gotten to that part, but like I'm not doing the PSA. But let me just say that hygiene is extremely important. Important. So you can't smell like El Puerto. If if and I'm again. I'm hold not on, gonna put any names out there. Hold on, this wait, is a hold while on. back. No, this, hold is, on. this is like. Hold I, on, K. Dot. Let me let me talk my shit real quick. He's telling a story. Nah, but real quick, ladies. Oh my Jesus! Don't if, do a PSA if you don't know what El Puerto is. El Puerto is the 24 hour <laughs> seafood market on 125th across the street from the projects. You may continue. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Yo, so, get this nigga, please. Let, let's Ow. let's let's just say you know. So there, in in one scenario where it wasn't even we didn't even get to that part, and this is, this is years ago, and I was somebody that I knew, and like I mean knew this person for years, we're friends, and it kind of like gray area, and then it started turning into something, and it's just like all right, we hanging out, whatever, making out the car, it starts to get a little hot and heavy. And you know, shirt Q, comes off. Cue Usher confessions. <laughs> so shirt, seduction. Shirt comes off. All of that. You know, getting ready. And I'm and 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 let's let me let me just give props where they're due to whatever designer jeans she had on because these jeans <laughs> were able to Yo. harness the power <laughs> to yeah. conceal. I quit. <laughs> how potent. What was what? like? Okay, so she had the Aquaman box. As soon oh as, as soon when I tell you, because we're in my car at at mind you, ladies. So I was gonna tell you right now. Please make sure you have some baby wipes, some Summer's Eve, something in your bag. No, all I'm gonna stop. No, listen. Let Carl finish. I got a PSA all I'm, for that. All ass. I'm gonna say is because if that's the case, the, that's the not okay. The jeans came down, and my car. I. I immediately went into, you know what? This is wrong. We're friends. Like we shouldn't have gone this far. I'm, I'm, I'm just. Do this I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin our friendship. And you know what? I think, I think the best thing for us to do is stop here before we go too far. Like I went through the whole spiel, and she was just like, "You sure?" I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm sure. He can't even say yeah because the taste got in his oh, mouth. Oh, listen, I am fighting for oxygen because the windows were up. So I'm fighting for oxygen at this point, and I'm like, I can't just hit the window while I'm having this conversation. You so op- been like, gee, oh, just a little bit. Believe me, after I dropped her off, I drove home with all windows down. Damn. Like, so what? And that, so that's not even getting to the faking it. But there are there are scenarios where guys will bail if the your hygiene is not right, if you're not. I mean, you're just not good. It's the same thing on both ends. Yeah, there are women that feel the yeah. same way as men. No, like, agreed. just because I have a pussy, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just rocking. Like, go ahead. Yo, can I tell you something? I had a woman tell me at one point, 
she's like, what you finna do for this pussy? And I looked at her and said, bitch, what you finna do for this dick? And she was like, I wouldn't even have that conversation. I wouldn't even have the conversation. We was drunk. We was drunk, but she goes. Even drunk, I wouldn't have that conversation. She goes, she goes, nigga, I'm about to give you some pussy. That's what I'm gonna do. That should be enough. (laughs) Rick Ross. (laughs) Bitch, you got a rude awakening. Oh my Jesus, I quit. I bet you she was in a Diplo cab (laughs) on her way back. That's how long ago it was. Uber wasn't around. I don't think and you know it's funny I've never had I've only had one scenario where a woman kind of insinuated that she was going to literally like she just basically was trying to insinuate that she was going to rock me out and I'm looking at her and I'm like okay Mm. and I why would she say that? I don't Yo, know why it came about, but she no. she felt the need to why say it, and I just I nodded that? away, and I was like, you know what, you you're probably right, and had nothing to say. I would never. I and never heard any. Uh, she just to say she never spoke like that again afterwards. I never had to say anything. I never had to say anything <laughs> leading up. I let her talk her she talk. She wasn't shit. That's what that means. Well. She know, in the midst, in listen, the midst, in the midst of, she realized you, she was out of her league nah, completely. When you're a woman and you know you doing your thing, there are so many signs, from curls of the toes, head going back, eyes. Roll. Listen, she knows she wasn't getting any signs. She's like, bitch, I should just shut the fuck up. Oh, and stayed in my corner. No, she, 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 literally in the middle of it. I don't know that I've seen a shocked face like that. Cause she actually felt like she was. I mean, whoever she, whoever her past partners were, I'm sure she did. Like, I'm not saying she wasn't good at what she did. Nah. But we were. There's just different leaks to it, and I'm. I'm not somebody that speaks about it. So I would never hype myself up ever. Because my thing is, I never know what I'm getting. You never know. Can I keep it a buck with y'all? No, I want to say something. Go ahead. Mm Because we're going to get into two things. So the said. one guy that I said that had me wait. First of all, I have never had somebody make me wait. I was like, excuse me? It, it threw you off for a second. What? Yeah, man. I, I love like, it. I love it. I like, love it. I love it. I waited like a month and some change. I love it. And I was like, sir, so you don't want to have sex with me or what? He's just like, no, I do. I just want to like get to know you more. I'm like, nigga, we've known each other. Mind you, we've known each other for years. Mm-hmm. We were just stepping into a different realm. Right. And I was like, it's cool, but I was like, I feel like I'm getting blue vagina at this point. Mm. Like, I am ready. Like, we would get hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, all right, let me make sure you get home. I love it. Nigga, what? I love it. Perfect fucking gentleman. So I love it. the first time we finally did, I was so nervous. Mind you, I'm not, I think obviously you get nervous, but it's not that nervous. I felt like I was going to be my first like dance recital type of shit. Mm. Kind of nervous. I was like. Oh my God, what I'm about to get into. I don't really know what it's going to be. Five stars. Five stars. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you got it. You right. got it. Right. But it was also to the point where we both shocked each other mm-hmm. because we were both just like, yeah. Word? So it's like that? Where every time after that, it was always just like, Oh, who's gonna outdo the other person? Right, exactly. Like, nigga, you think you got this? Now I got this. And this is exactly my but point. Th- but that's how it should be. That's how it should be, and that's my point about the thing where it's like, just fucking the fuck, 
when you've had that experience. Yeah. Because when you had that experience where it's like you're sparring oh, with somebody else, I don't. Like why? Better. Why? Why? There's nothing why? better. No, it's 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 like well why well. I, and it's like and I always what I personally love is say so y'all at home y'all chilling mm. and it's getting the other person started when they weren't ready or weren't expecting. Right. That's. That's my shit. I'm yeah. just like, oh, you comfortable? Oh, no. I'm about to turn it out. Mm-hmm. And it's always the best thing. Yeah. No. But, again, that's something for further down the line whenever, whenever it does happen. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Can I go now? Go ahead. First mm-hmm. and foremost, uh-huh. another PSA to the ladies listening oh, to the God. Man Crush Mondays podcast. And this is... um. This is a word of get wisdom. Your man. Get your man, please. I'm trying to. He's not. He's not taking the hints. I've I cannot been like, be got. I cannot be got. No, damn it. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna give you a PSA quota. Please. Like, yeah. You get two per per episode, bro. Fuck out of here. Nah. For real though. Go ahead, ladies. You link up with a dude that you're talking to, or your boyfriend, after work, after the gym, whatever. And you know that you might need to freshen up. Mm-hmm. First things first, you shouldn't be fucking with a nigga you don't feel comfortable to ask for a rag. I can agree. What I'm going to say to you is, from me to all of y'all, don't Summer's Eve wipe that pussy for me. Get a fucking wash rag. We can taste the difference. If you're, my thing is, Amen. if you're out. <laughs> No. And y'all no, if y'all are out. Uh-huh. And y'all are on that type of thing. Uh-huh. That's what Summer's Eve is for. If y'all at home, it's a different story. Right. But if you I mean, if a woman's carrying around a rag, that's a question altogether. No, it's not about carrying around a rag, but it's more so a situation where I'll give you the scenario. I was dealing with a girl, right? Uh-huh. We was dealing with each other for this is about 4 or 5 months in mm-hmm. at this point. And we had went out. She don't stay at my crib. Mhm. She would stop by every once in a while. I would stop by her spot. Mm-hmm. We go out for a long night of drinks. We go bowling. Went to the billiards. It was a long night. Mm-hmm. And I asked her like, "Hey, what you want to do? You want to go home, or you trying to stay the night with me?" Mm-hmm. It's the first night she about to spend the night. She's like, "I'm gonna stay with you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just run into the bathroom real quick." Okay. We get to the crib. She runs into the bathroom, and she's like, "Come here." We start kissing, and me being a naturally affectionate man that I am. I gear up to go down. Okay. I go down. There's no odor. Smells mint, like zestfully clean. <laughs> okay. And then I hit it with the first. And I it was like. You. Oh. What the fuck is this chemical? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, all these clean rags I got in this closet. You couldn't ask for a washcloth. She didn't feel that comfortable yet. Then you should not be giving up the pussy. Because any man that wants the pussy wants it clean. And if a nigga don't want it clean, you don't want him to touch you. But that's neither here nor there. On to the I'm, next topic. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm 50-50 with that. What do you mean? 50-50 with what? I'm exactly. I'm 50-50 with, as far as like if you don't feel comfortable with asking for a rag. Because I think some people think you're going to get too comfortable in thinking that you're like, this is your house. That's the reason why I'm like, mm. I get, I get the point. But I don't think everybody thinks the same. You get what I'm saying? Right. So that's the only reason why like, I get what you're saying, but I'm always just like, Ugh. But can you grow up? Can men grow up? Yes. And this is what we're here for. Can no. men grow up in what way? 
Because the fact is, I'm saying is for a woman to feel comfortable to ask for that, I feel like a lot of men are just like thinking, oh, this bitch is about to get comfortable. It's her home. No. Yeah, but like, no, but, like but, but, but no, no, but there's communication. So why is, Agreed. why is there an no, issue? I agree with no, communication. I know, no, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. It's just, I've, I've never, I've never understood that because it's, it's very easy to alleviate that. Guess what? You want a rag? As an individual in my house, just yeah. like a friend would ask for a rag. Or some soap if we ran out after you took a shit. If you feel like <laughs> What the fuck? Yo, if you feel <laughs> if you in a corner somewhere, please. If you feel like being courteous yeah. to a person that you're having sex with is too much of a gateway for them to, to judge feel, you to cling or feel like, away. Then you then I you're in the wrong that. scenario altogether. That's why I said that's what you're saying. You can't feel comfortable but asking a nigga no, for a rag that you're about to fuck. Woman, so you, you don't need to fuck no, him. No, no, I, no, I, no, I understand you're what you're not you, a woman, so you don't understand. No, but I'm a man. And no, you no, know no. what I can tell you is that after a long day of work, I need to wash these balls before I chop them off. Hold on. Hold on, no. But no, but I'm here. So I'm gonna ask for a rag. Right, but I'm I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I'm just saying I don't understand the thought process on the man's on most men's end where someone feeling comfortable that you're yeah. having sex with to ask you for a rag or anything in their household. It's the same. Like, no, I, I'm glad that you understand because I think, um, lost my train of thought. Totally lost my train of thought. Forget it. Sorry. Asking for a rag. No, when you're it about has to come As a woman, you were saying, you're saying, I'm you know, not being a woman. Don't under, we don't, wouldn't understand. It's just different scenarios with different men. Right. Because not every man's going to be the same and not every man's going to be as an adult about it. I agree. And as far as you saying, oh, you should feel comfortable with that and third, I'm like, oh, I can feel comfortable, but I already know what certain men might say or certain men might not say. Right. So that's the only reason why I say off the bat, every woman should have the Summer's Eve, whatever the case may be, whatever your situation may be. Now, all for it, right? Yeah. To, to be on a serious note, because I've been joking around a lot this yeah. evening. Um, I agree. I understand where you're coming from with yeah. it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, everybody in this room is over 30. Mm -hmm. Everybody in this room knows what bodies do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bodies produce fluid. Agreed. Sometimes that fluid don't smell the best. Agreed. And I can tell you as a man, I don't want no full day worth of work pussy on my body. Mm -hmm. Just like as a man, I don't want to deliver to you no full day worth of work dick. Mm -hmm. I would rather freshly wrap this motherfucker for you and make you feel special about it mm -hmm. so if you are in a situation with a man that makes you feel uncomfortable are you it's even not about him making you feel it's that's not what I'm, that's the point i'm trying to make it's not about how he makes you feel it's just that with certain men their responses are very different it's not about how they make you feel and that's the point i'm trying to make because that person can make you feel comfortable and then the minute you say something he could be like Oh, are you dirty? Are you this and a third? And you were not prepared for that response. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Right, but the quick comeback is, well, well you could have this. No, but that's no, not but the she's point. Saying she's trying I to avoid. She's trying to. What you're saying basically is you're trying, trying to avoid, to avoid any running into a scenario that could make it awkward yes. when it doesn't have to be. Exactly, right. and that's the point that I'm trying to make. And as far as like grown ass man, grown ass whatever, age does not make a difference at all. People can sit there and be like, oh, I'm a grown ass man. I'm sorry if you have to tell me you're a grown ass man, you're really not. Boom. Let's make that clear because I boom. hate when people do that to me. Boom. Three booms for you. Thank you. <laughs> but it's more of if say you say the girl staying over, you should ask her, be like, hey, do you want to take a shower? I do. 
but no, I'm saying that you're for saying, everybody. But you should, you should, yeah. you should ask. Because yeah. then question. that makes it feel like, oh, okay. So men, he's putting that out there. So a lot, men, wait. No, I need before you, you ask that question. I need, no, me, I need you to tell the men to take their pen and paper. Statement. Tell the men to take oh, their Lord pen and paper. I don't let them know. We gotta let. We gotta, we gotta, you gotta let, let them know to smoke this. Let the woman make her feel comfortable. Let her feel like you really care about her and care about how she's taking care of her body. Because at the end of the day, what she's bringing home to you is also important for you. Boom. So hence why you should say, hey, do you want to take a shower? Here's a towel. Or even just lay out the towel. Be like, hey, yeah, here's your towel. Yeah, just lay the towel out. That, whatever. Yeah. So that way she knows. And give her option. Take Lufa a shower. or a rag. Both. You, boom. And give her more than one rag. Yeah, give her more than one. If you gave one. her more than one rag, you're a real nigga. Right. Big okay? boom. One for the face. One, one for, for the, the body. body. Thank exactly. you. Let's go. Because people do not understand that. Let's go. Can I tell you something? Go I keep it a buck with you. Go ahead. Me and my girl go through it, fam. Because my girl, when we went shopping for the apartment, she thought it was a good idea to buy a pack of all gray wash rags. <laughs> so we bought like four packs of all gray wash rags. And she goes, don't touch that gray rag in there. It's mine. Which one? Hello. <laughs> so I'm like, look, your wash rags need to stay on this section of the bathroom. Why don't you put like initials or something on the, on the or get it like Yo, something on it? I never know a woman to have so many rags. I tell you. It hit a point where I stopped using rags. I didn't tell her. And I just have the fucking loofah in the shower. Loofah? No. For the body? Why are you using a loofah? Loofah doesn't scrub you properly. Actually, it's the it's the net from Ghana. You know oh, the net? Oh, okay, then fine. That's yeah. not a loofah, though. But it was a loofah at once. But either way, I got the net from Ghana. Child, and I, I see just... a loofah, I'm like... <sighs> she I'm she cast judgment. No, um, I cast... You know what is? I'm very much... I have two things. I have two things. I have the gloves, and I use that for my face. And then I have a rug, and I use that for my body. I think when I see a loofah, I'm like, sweetie, you're not properly cleaned because you're not getting every crack and crevice, personally. So that's just, tea. You're that tea. That's just my two cents. And I'll literally be like, let me just buy you a rag, or let me buy you wash gloves, or let me get you both. Okay, so one thing I say is I commend my woman on her, on her cleanliness. Mm-hmm. But at one point, I I went out to do laundry and I took oh, all Lord. the rags. I, I, I took I all the rags out of the bathroom, and she had like five of them shits, and I had to ask her like, "Hey, look, I stopped using rags about a month ago. Why the fuck you need five rags in the bathroom?" And it commenced an argument. It started an argument. She's like, "Why you gotta count my rags? I just just know that I'm clean." Maybe she needs five for each body part. I don't know. Either way, still love her. Um, this has been interesting. This has gone way longer than what I thought it would. We already an hour and fifteen minutes oh, are we? into some shit. That's nice. <laughs> I can't. That's nice. Any other questions that you had that you want to knock out? Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about some more shit. Okay. I'm trying not to be as long as a black girl podcast episode, but <laughs> Yeah. Why would you come for my people? Because I love them. Damn. Because I'm not I actually here them. right now. I just went to the bathroom and came back. I don't know what happened <laughs> two seconds before I got here. Also, at the same time, I know if I don't get no smoke from any of them, that means they don't listen. So, oh well. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about supporting black businesses. Yes. Let's talk about that, right? Killer Mike and Trigger Warning is my reasoning for wanting to make this a topic of discussion on this podcast, right? We're in a room right now, three people on a podcast that's situated for four or five, 
And out of the three people in the room, we have three black black business owners, right? Mm-hmm. Carl Ferguson, photo- Carl Ferguson Jr., the photographer and photography company. Joe Chia Media, my company. Then we have Fabiola Michelle, the um, serial entrepreneur. <laughs> she has her own media outlet, which is FabiolaMichelle.com. She has Coessence. Coessence. But Coessence. Oh, um, she also has Dear Fabby, yeah. which is her, her outlet to One speak of. to and share ideas with women. Serial entrepreneurs. And styling. She helped y'all get dressed, fam. Anyway, um, after watching episode three of Trigger Warning, with um, it's not episode three; it's episode one. Are you shitting me? Episode one is with the black. With the, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you shitting me? I haven't watched any of it yet. Well, we going you. You gotta watch that tonight. When you get home, you gotta watch that tonight. No, it is. Um, the first episode of Trigger Warning by Killer Mike. Spoiler alert. He. Goes into the spiel about how long the dollar stays in each ethnic community. Mm, I think I saw that part though. White and Jewish communities, their dollar stays in their community almost a month before it exits before it exits out. It stays to in, the, co- in the household. No, it's not household. It's community. Oh, within the community. Within within the community of that same race. Okay. So it stays within that community of that uh, of that same race for about twenty six to thirty days. White and Jewish people. Right. Two different ethnic groups. Right. Chinese people is about 17 days. Black people, six, six hours. fucking hours. Yep. Nigga, are you shitting me? Yeah. You mean to tell me that there are millions of little black boys and girls giving Michael Jordan $200 for a pair of sneakers that won't stand up to constant wear for a year every fucking Saturday and a black dollar stays in the communities? Six fucking hours? Are you shitting me? Well, I mean, that alone, that in combination, in combination with uh, all the fucking bullshit going on with um, Gucci, mm-hmm. Prada, Katy Perry shoes, Burberry, Burberry, it's like, look, they killed Dr. Martin Luther King when he switched his song. You understand what I'm saying? Dr. Martin Luther King hit a point where he was like, look, and this speech actually just recently got out to the public. It wasn't something that was publicly um, documented. His last speech before he was killed, he said to a group of maybe 10,000 black people, the black dollar is worth over 3 billion US. No, close to trillion. Right. But at his time, 40 plus years ago, was worth over $3 billion. He says, you know what? If they do not want to respect us, stop buying Turkey Hill milk. Stop buying clothes from JCPenney. Stop buying Wilshire Farms turkey and spend it in your fucking community. And it made sense back then because back then during the period that was much closer to the end of segregation or during segregation, we had our own established communities where it was very simple to walk into an all black owned store and buy all black owned products. We hit a point where the U S dollar is not being, um, or the black dollar is not being cherished the way that it needs to, because at this point, excuse the term, but niggas is just cooning and buffooning. Mm. 
we out here going to Gucci and giving niggas $400 for a wallet, $600 for a belt, $700 for a pair of shoes, and God forbid you want a fucking t-shirt that looks like it was bootlegged in the 90s, that's 567 Yeah. Well. Meanwhile, we got people like Pierre Moss, Romeo Hunt, Fabiola Michelle, Laquan Smith. Laquan Smith. We got um what's his name? Young young brother from Florida that live up here in New York now. Gerard, created by Gerard, got his own line of hoodies out. We got people like Destiny Swindell who's out here with Harlem Strivers Row, literally bridging the connection between black business owners and the black community. What that was that type of resource at one point was called the Green Book. What do we have to do as young influential people in this day and age to push the envelope and get our peers to start promoting and supporting black owned businesses? Because as a photographer of color, I can tell you, looking at the most recent um, cover of Essence with Jada Pinkett Smith yeah, and her daughter and her mom. And I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking beautiful. beautiful. But as a photographer of color that's pushing the fucking envelope and spending $700 out of my pocket every month to further my lighting technique, to build relationships, to work on my actual growth as an artist, it's infuriating to see that a predominantly black marketed magazine still hires mostly white people for their fucking magazine cover. How do we get these opportunities afforded to our community? Well, I mean, you're 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 speaking on a immensely layered subject matter. Beyond layers. So, let's just let's let's break that up first. So, out full 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 honesty here, mm-hmm. we had a conversation, you know, um you know, I've worked all of my life I afford certain things and, and comforts for myself. I have invested in in Gucci, Louis Vuitton, yeah. any of those accessories. I've treated myself because you like things the, that you I, like to dress good. That's well, fine because I like to dress good. But I, I, I need. I'm saying okay. So we ha, we had a we had a conversation about this when when the first thing happened with Gucci and we were having a conversation and you were saying something about bootlegging Gucci and I was saying the problem with bootlegging Gucci for people that can't afford it it's it's not it doesn't affect the company the same way so Mm -hmm. if you say we're gonna stop buying tide soap that soap is something that everyone can afford if you don't buy gucci you're not affecting the company so your one gucci bag once a year doesn't affect the company i disagree i i i know that you feel that that's the case but you have to think about it this way so if you buy a gucci bag that can range anywhere from a thousand dollars to twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars right yeah that's one bag right for the average person that's buying from gucci on a regular basis i know women that buy purses every month yeah yeah you understand what i'm saying so that person is spending at least twenty five, at least two to three thousand a month over over that. over a year. Way so let's say thirty six thousand plus. Way more than that. Thirty six thousand plus. Let me let me just say this: your one bag for the year 
they don't even miss that because they probably write that off somewhere else. So the the issue here is not uh, is not so much about not about boycotting because boycotting is only effective if the the company or or whoever's attention you're trying to get you can impact it. If you don't purchase from this brand. You can't impact them. Agreed. So that's that was my issue. It's not so much you can't be infuriated, but it's not going to be boycotting from 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 somebody that's not buying it. So what you have to do is change the perspective. So now the perception of a lot of people who can't afford it. And when I remember we had this conversation about affording it and we're like, well, if I can buy it, I can afford it. That's not the case. No. Buying buying something does not necessarily mean you can afford it. That means you found the money to purchase it. Um, the people that buy these brands for status, what I call status, it's like to build their self-esteem. Yeah. You have to look at why they purchase it. And that's the reason why you're going to have the issue with why they're not promoting black designers. They're not purchasing Gucci because of Gucci's leather. They're not it's purchasing Gucci. Right. They're not purchasing Louis Vuitton because they know that this is quality is going to last forever. It's a status thing. And because the status lies with Unfortunately, it lies with the black, with the white um, companies and, and the status of it. Because if you tell me I can't afford something, not me per se, but there are people that will look at that as a challenge. So they're like, oh, no, I'm going to buy the BMW. I'm going to buy the Mercedes. I may not be able to afford it, but I want you to know I'm no, buying I'm about, it. I'm about that lifestyle. Right. And so in that case, the person that values it from that standpoint is not looking at a black designer because the black designer does not add to their status in their mind. That's not saying the quality isn't great. It's just that they're not purchasing it for the quality standpoint. Mm -hmm. They're buying it for status. And that's why I said that it's an issue in our community in buying it, not so much in where, because they're not buying it for the actual uh, material. They're buying it literally so that they can be Gucci from head to toe. Right. Because that, to them, proves that they are wealthy when they can't afford it, but they can look it. So yeah. they want they want the symbols of wealth, not actual wealth. Right. Now, here's where my stance comes in. You and I, folks that can go into the Gucci store and buy Gucci once a month, twice a month, if we wanted to, don't hold a bearing the same way that June Ambrose, Diddy, DJ Khaled, Beyonce and all these other folks who literally fucking influence the masses. Think about that. Think about Dapper Dan Gucci before Diddy and Khaled started running on the, the four wearing that shit. Niggas didn't even know Dapper Dan Gucci was a real thing. They just thought it was something that was in talks. So what happens if all of our popular icons, the people that we have put our dollars into start to take our heed, Right. This is the same problem we're having with legislators and politicians in our community. We're voting people into power that don't represent our best interest. If the community as a whole said, what? Did he still rocking Gucci? Fuck out of here. We're not copying nothing from bad boy. Sean John, a dub too. Did he going to change his key? When Diddy, Khaled, Beyonce and all them niggas stop rocking Gucci? The popular community stops fucking with Gucci, and that's enough to dent the pockets. But now you're saying something different here, because you're saying we go and we target the influencers it's, in our community. That's a different thing than you saying. Well, right. What I'm so, saying is now, if you look at if you look at Hov and Beyonce for the the Grammys, them niggas ain't wearing no Gucci. All black designers. You don't have to wake Hov and Beyonce because they're woke enough. But Diddy 
is with Cap, but on the fucking sidelines of the Super Bowl. Right. Now, but the, but this is what I'm saying to you. The issue is is layered in this sense. It's not going to be an overnight thing. What you have to do is you're going to have to change the perspective about what the way that black designers are perceived. So the actual way for it is for our people in our community, the popular ones, the tastemakers, to make those things hip. But right now, I agree. all of these other designers have had decades on them. Like Louis Vuitton. Right, but they're still designing bullshit. It, it doesn't okay. that Laquan doesn't matter because you're, you're still going on. you're still going after style think, and quality versus what the status is that it's being okay. purchased for. for Sorry, come on, fashion know, guru, give it to us. No, I have a little bit of everything for someone that's worked in fashion for way too fucking long. I have numerous opinions. I think when it comes to yeah, you can get like the Sean John, you can get the Beyonce, whatever the case may be. If they stopped wearing Gucci, I think somebody else is still gonna wear Gucci. There is no right. way that you can get every single black celebrity, actor, whatever, to stop getting wearing Gucci. Because someone's still going to wear it, and there are going to be other people that's going to be like, I'm wearing shit that you cannot wear, or shit that you can't afford, or shit that you can't buy. Right. There's always going to be someone. I agree with that. Regardless. But. So, no, no, no. no I'm no. not done. I'm not done. Compare that to. So, <laughs> gotta let, you got to let, let her walk through it. So, that's part, that's part one. The second thing is, as, this is the part that I hate about working in fashion, working in the creative industry. As a black designer, you have to be, as a black designer, you have to be 10 times better because every black person is going to break you down and say, well, you're not this, you're not this, you're not that, you're not the third. And they're going to be like, well, you're, for example, if you were to be a black bag designer, your leather is not good, your quality is this, your designs aren't great, you're not doing... We are the worst critics on our own people. Which is horrible. But that's a fact. We are the harshest. We are the first person to be like, what well, ain't this, that, and third. But yet, if you were to go to St. Laurent or Gucci or Chanel, that shit could be toe up and you'd still be so fucking happy Sea gray leather. But they would get the black designer and be like, oh, that shit was not on point. Are you fucking kidding me? But that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, we, that's, well, that's, and that was my other point is that we are even when it comes to us taking in our own anything designers what have you we are probably the most critic critical of our own than we Agreed. are with anything i know people that will go and pick up um any one of the designers and it could be a a, a manufacturing flaw in it but they'll still wear it oh, a thousand because percent. they're like oh well it's still so and so and it's like wait this was made in a sweatshop somewhere else horrible. like it's terrible so why why would you oh because well you know i don't want to send it back because you know and it's like but if a, if a black person has it and is a thread out of out of place it's turning into oh this was this was this was uh this was trash this is why i don't buy black stuff this is why and so but that's so, so that's so my issue super i mean we, and i don't get it but well you why wouldn't you get it because think about it we were it's we've been conditioned we've been conditioned but my thing, to, okay. to critique each other this is this is going back to no, we can I go agree, back to slavery this is a whole other thing i'm a person so like say for example like yes do i have a gucci bag yes i have a gucci bag and the only reason why is so i've worked in leather goods for a good decent amount of my, point of my life working in fashion mm. with a lot of leather goods a lot of people are trash point blank period i worked for mulberry a lot of people don't know it's a, an english brand mm. 
Everybody kept thinking it was Burberry, but it's not Burberry. No. Superior, I know Mulberry. But Mulberry has one of the greatest leathers, but the only issue that I always had was that their leathers are so heavy that it was always hard for me to carry a bag. I found the Gucci bag. I loved it. It was simple. It was easy, especially with my job now. I needed something that's going to be, something that's going to get me to where, from point A to point B without stressing out. I am also a person that supports black businesses. I shop for a company called Faye Noel. I love all of her stuff. She makes stuff. Shout out for, to Fina Well, we just did a shoot with them. Like literally, I just posted on her Instagram on um, our Instagram to get today, me and my friend Lula. She will make pretty much everything, but the thing that's even better about her is the fact that if you need something custom made for your size, she does it. I love her for that. Then you have this girl, Narisha Williams. Her um website is um Avenue B. One of her shirts says, get on to proven fashionable. That's something that I love because every black girl in the, back in the day was considered so ghetto and so hood. And now that shit is on the Everybody's rocking that shit now. Yep. So for me, it's always been like, you know what? Let me, and no offense to you guys, but for me, it's always supporting a black woman first because we, again, we are the least appreciated. Absolutely. So if anybody's putting out any brand that I can support, if I can't even afford it, I'm putting you on Instagram. I'm putting you on Facebook. I'm putting you on anywhere that I can literally have somebody else buy your shit. I am going to do it. I'm not going to stand and be like, well, this could have been better. This could've... If something could have been better, I'm going to reach out to you and be like, girl, this is great. Let me just tell you what went wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and be like, this shit is trash. Da-da-da. Give that critique to where it needs to be done. Right. So like, for example, with me doing my body butters, I sent it out and literally anytime somebody got it, I said, what didn't you like? What can I approve on? Because I want to make sure that nobody can sit there and be like, yo, this shit is garbage. That's horrible. Because we are here, we should be pushing for each other and supporting each other, not knocking each other down, not saying, it's cute, but I like this. However, I don't want to hear none of that shit. Right. The minute I hear that, it's quiet for you. We don't right. need to be talking no more. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. And that's what's sad. Here's the real deal. Support in the black community has not been as strong as it should have been for a really long time because this society teaches us to hate ourselves. Agreed. Uh, it, it, Carl. It does. Teaches, teaches us. Carl, it's, Carl. It's, 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 hold on. It's, Everything looks good on everybody else but ourselves. Kanye it, West said it best no, before he went crazy. All right. They teach us to hate ourselves and love their wealth. It's, it's not listen it's screaming what I'm, all with i'm saying book? is that everything you're saying is multi-layered you can't they're not teaching there's nothing there before what we were taught here so it's not like you came here with pride that was stripped from you and it's not like it was able to be passed down because it was stripped from you so it's not a matter of just like taught to hate ourselves all you've been given is their culture that's it all you've been given is their culture that's and what else you have to go culture. find everything See, else so for me for me, my I don't know about your parents or your back or your background as far I'm as Jamaican. That. No, I mean as far as like your upbringing. Okay. So with me, my my parents, especially my mom, Haitian as hell. Mm-hmm. Like there's no denying mm-hmm. her Haitianness. She taught us Haitian to the bone. Right. And for me, it's just so interesting because when I see, it's funny because like I don't know. I know a lot of West Indians. They always look at. West Indians, Africans, and then black people. No, and then all I'm, the fucking I'm, same. I'm, okay, so no, my, but you know, no, but no, how no, we're raised, no, it's, it's a, it's they a, always look at everybody else a little different. It like, is, it is you know, different. Black kids over there a little yeah. different. Yeah, well, it, it is different. And and to my 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 point, what I said earlier is more of me being inclusive in that. Yeah, as in we're all black, but 
Absolutely. I say all the time yeah. that the one benefit that I know from my growing up is being Jamaican and having the pride and being from the 100%. Caribbean, which is completely and different from, I feel like, American. Oh, oh, no. oh like, it's like a whole Americans other thing. Because, hey, listen, my mom had us watching every VHS with every music video about what Haitian music was like. Oh, yeah. How Listen, you proud Haitian. Absolutely. As fuck. I tell everybody whenever I get into my anger mode, that's a Jamaican. Listen, I'm. Oh, I know there's how a, y'all there's a, There is a. <laughs> let me tell you something. There is. And, and we, as a matter of fact, I was out with my friend earlier. We were buying food. There is a. There is an arrogant. Cocky, cocky attitude to Jamaican culture oh, uh, that I just, especially as Jamaican men, and I and I own it <laughs> when I need to own it, and I know it's there because I was raised with it, and yeah. just having even that identity was great for me, and to to have conversations. It you a little bit more. Absolutely, like if okay. somebody pushes my button because I'm out, I'm I'm usually very passive, very chill. Yeah. If I get to that point where I'm grabbing from is the culture that I grew up with. So if Dang. I tap, if I go into that, get me you, to that Haitian side just a little bit. You done fucked up. So when you have the conversation with with kids that were that grew up here and are black it's from America, so it's interesting to me because I don't think, and and you, you I'm you know you can speak as well. I think because we grew up with what we had, yeah, we didn't. I didn't personally. I couldn't even wrap my head around growing up with the absence of it. Because mm-hmm. growing up with the absence of it means that I don't have part of my identity. Agreed. So your own, all your, if I, I, I can't really wrap my head around. Even though I was born in America and being here, Same. I was always Jamaican. Yeah. So let somebody said, "Oh no, you're just this." Right. Excuse me. It's like a dual. You'll have you have a dual personality. Me? Can I tell you what's interesting is I always thought about also, and I didn't think about this too recently. And it's just like, I feel bad for someone who doesn't know, not just where they come from, but the fact that they don't know the other languages. They don't right. know. Because being Haitian, like, I know you guys probably have the same. There are certain jokes that we can have within our language Absolutely. and we all laugh. And then when I try to explain it in English, people are just like, what? I don't get and it. And like, you got to be Haitian to understand. Right. But for you not to be able to have that, it's like, damn, you mm-hmm. don't really have your full culture. Right. You don't have all of who you're supposed to be. Right. And I wish I could be able to give that to you. And I think when it comes to the idea of being black in America, being black American, Haitian American, Jamaican American, we come with a different stride. Absolutely. That I wish that all of us had. And so we can see what we bring to the table a little bit more. We can see what we do a little bit more that I feel like I wish everybody else could see. So, because, go ahead. So, Carl said that there's, when we came here, they, they stripped our sense of pride. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Every, I don't think that's everybody's no, pride, no, no. though. Right. Well, well, I don't think, no, I'm, I'm, that's, I, I was, that's why. We were speaking. Not for discussion. Yeah, not yeah, for discussion. Yeah, Give yeah, me a yeah. second. <laughs> right. They stripped our sense of pride. If you think about from Africa to the to the United States or from Europe to the United States, wherever. Yeah. But four hundred years ago to now, mm-hmm. we literally create the trends. 100%. Trends do not exist without people of color. 100%. Before you argue it, no, hear I me agree. out. Nobody's arguing. Nobody's hear me ar- out. We all agree. Nobody's arguing we, with you. We set the taste in music. Agreed. We set the taste in clothing. We set the taste in art. We set the taste in artistic direction. What's, what's that saying? They laugh at you first and then they join you. Yeah. Exactly. So now, here's what I'm saying. If 
everyone that looked like us. I don't give a fuck if you are from Guyana, if you're from Trinidad, if you're from Jamaica, if you're from Haiti, if you're from Ghana, if you're from fucking Kenya, and you live in the continental United States. It is your duty to uplift the people around you, and it is your duty to support the people that look like you because I don't give like any of those places that I just listed. It is well known the oppression that people like us have been through. And it doesn't matter where you are indigenous to. Agreed. So with that being said, just like niggas can go and stream or download or buy every Drake, Pusha T, Kanye, or Diddy album, Niggas could go and spend the same 200 bills that they spending on Adidas. Let me not say Adidas. That they spending on Nike or any other brand and spend that shit on Pierre Moss Reeboks. They could go and take the same 278 that they would spend on a tech fleece sweatsuit and put that shit on a quality <clears throat> crafted sweatshirt or button down shirt or a tailor-made Tell them a pair of pants specific to their body type Mm -hmm. designed and crafted by a black person. The same amount of money you go and you spend in Trader Joe's, you could go right down to Malcolm Shabazz Market on 116th. All right. And shop with somebody. But what I'm saying to you is you're, you're, okay, no one is arguing with you because the things that you're speaking about are reasons to be proud. Yeah. No one is arguing with you that there aren't. An, there's there's a mass of reasons to be proud. Yeah, the, the, it's that is not the issue. There are more devices of division. I mean, because what you're saying is no different than what was been been said. Our most of our time here, people have found ways to try. We need to get together. What I'm saying, the issue is a sense of of not having love for self. Yeah, and and finding identity in approval of white people and the things that they have. And that is the issue more so. It's not about us not having ability or things to be proud of. Forget about that. Nobody's ever challenging that. We, I mean, we go through Black History We're Month and it's... talking about the levels that it is. Right. I can use a perfect example. So, you know, I launched my body butter. It's now that I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, who bought my body butter? Every person that's bought my body butter has been a person that had, and it's weird to say this, has been a person that knows their background. It's been a person that has been West Indian. Mm-hmm. It's been a person that was either Spanish. Mm-hmm. It was uh, people that have been African, but it hasn't been anybody who's been African American. Now that I think about it. Right. And it's just so interesting how the support level works. And I'm just looking at it like, okay, so what is happening that's causing just African-American period to not to the same thing? You know what it is? It's shit that, and it start, it's deep-rooted. It starts at No, 100% youth. is deep-rooted, like, but, that's, but that's, that's what we're saying. But that's what we're saying. No, I get we're it. We're saying that because we, like, it's like we, oh, I hate to say this. It's like we have a one-up because we kind of, we already know exactly where we come from. We know who our background is. We know where we our people are from right right but at least the still, first round you're asking for you're asking for unification from people that are so divided what you're asking for while it seems simple to you and that's why i'm that's why i'm saying it to you because my okay so your thing is you're trying to figure out why why we can't just do it my question has always been why 
has this been the same conversation Narrative. for so long? Yeah. And the only thing that I can find is that the devi- the devices of division, I'm talking about as as small as microaggressions that you deal with every day, things that separate us as a people. To the, we don't even you don't even realize that it's happening every day. Whether it's uh, you at a boardroom meeting mm-hmm. and you feel like you have to. Um, cater to the fact that you are the only minority in there so you have to downgrade or downplay your identity in that room just to be include included and so those little things chip away so it becomes a thing where somebody has a hesitation like oh wait but i have to go to the boardroom with my with my with my rolex watch or my 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 gucci whatever because if i come in there with pierre moss they don't know what the hell that is and if i come in there with like it's harder for them to assimilate. But there's right. nothing wrong. I will say that there's it's nothing... very interesting when you do, though. Because mm. I did wear, I so I did a photo shoot and I was assistant and I wore my shirt that said, get on to Proven Fashionable. I wore that and I wore a different shirt and I was waiting for somebody to say something. Mind you, the only black person on set. And it was for a, a predominant shoe line. And one of the girls, she works for, um, I can't say the name of the company, but she works as far as hiring the models and this woman literally i love this woman to death when i say to death she is a supporter of us because we have had conversations where she's just like if i could hire all black cast on set i fucking would and she will say just like i fucking would she's like but you know what it's like to fight mind she's a white woman she's just like do you understand what it's like to fight with these white men that sit in the board that don't have any black friends, have any Spanish friends. They don't know any better. So for me to fight just to get one model as it is in this, she's like, I take it as a win, but just believe the next time I go in, I'm going to push harder. So when I wore that shirt, she was just like, she's like, bitch, I love that shit. And I was like, okay, cool. At least I know someone is there that appreciates it and understands it. And she's just like, I wish I, she's like, I wish I could do more for the community. I wish I could do more for you guys, but I just can do whatever I can in my realm. And I was like, and that is enough because for me as a black person, seeing what you're doing, it speaks volumes because these ads are literally everywhere. It's in all of your stores. Like there's a store in um, fifth Avenue across the street from um, Saks fifth Avenue. They have a store downtown. Like they are a massive brand. So the fact that you're even pushing one bitch, we're good. If you can push two or three, listen, I'm not going to knock you. But mm. the fact that you're doing it and you're acknowledging what it is, that's great. But I feel like we have to be able to be comfortable to push that narrative a little bit more. Right. Because I think people get so comfortable in thinking, oh, my God, I need to be meek and shy and quiet. No. Support your blackness. Push out every. Listen, when I had that shirt on, I had, uh, uh, what was it, like like blue hair that time. Mm. Listen, you're going to get ghetto black girl today. And you're going to accept it. And every time she'd be like, what color are we going for next time? What do we do? You have to push the narrative and be comfortable pushing the narrative. Stop being go. shy and scared about it. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to be shy and scared, it's not going to go anywhere. And I think that's more so what it ties into, right? Um, what I was saying before was that our fear to speak up and be ourselves and support one another is deep-rooted. Mm-hmm. I'm African-American, literally. My father's from Ghana. My mother's from America. I was raised by my mom the majority of my life, but I've always identified as African. Shit. In my fourth grade pictures, I have pictures of me and a full African guard with a kufi on. <laughs> and for as long as I can remember, niggas call me African booty scratcher. Oh, God, I remember that. But guess what? At this day and age, 
those same motherfuckers that you looked at as African booty scratches are the niggas that you go to for music, the niggas you go to for style, the niggas you go to for financial advice. And it's just like, look, we all are fucking same in everyone else's eyes, right? Mm -hmm. You could be a super light-skinned black man working on fucking Wall Street. And you might be able to relate more so to your white counterparts than to your black counterparts because they treat you nice because of the complexion of your skin. But you know who you are. You know what you've been through. You know the shit that you've seen. Yeah. Fuck what anybody else has to say. There's no way that the narrative gets changed if everybody is not on the same page. So with that being said, I think that as a unit, we should band together and try to rebuild a green book. I think that as a unit, we should, not just us in this room, but our listeners, our friends, our associates, we should get together and put together a list of black-owned businesses. Yeah, and, they, and I think There's that I think that a lot of websites in general that are, are that they? are doing yeah. that. Um, I, I know that. Um, I bought band aids from from that web from I found an Instagram page, mm-hmm. and there's band aids actually sold at Target for Black people. Mm-hmm. Look black at that. Skin. Yeah. yeah, there's there's an Insta- like I think they're already out there, but I think we're just not promoting it enough. I don't know if we need the Green Book per se, but I think just promoting it more. And I think if you can't afford it, literally, just repost it, just tag it, just. Pushing it Moral out there support is, better is than what no support. Happened. Exactly. And people don't understand that. People feel like they, oh, they have to spend the money. If you ain't got the money, don't spend it and just repost it. Because there's shit that I haven't been able to afford. Like literally, for example, again, Fee Noel, that shit was not cheap. But I was like, listen, I want some stuff. I bought stuff and I reposted it. I was like, listen, if I can help a fellow entrepreneur put her shit together, listen, I will. Now that we've tackled that topic, well, I mean, just before you before you leave it, I just want to say one more thing. Okay. Um, just to piggyback off what we were saying earlier, I think so. Privilege works in 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 several ways. As we were saying, knowing our background, growing up with that almost dual personality here in America, what you're suggesting comes from a privileged point of point of view. Your father is Ghanaian. You've been to Ghana. You've, you understand that there are mm. civilizations where black people prominently run, operate, what have you. Have You're Haitian. Yes. I'm Jamaican. We've, We've seen, seen it. it. There There's are people, people in America who, who don't, like, it, don't know it doesn't like. even make sense to them that you exist without white people's, invo- like, um, the majority of their involvement yeah. it doesn't make sense to them you've actually seen it you've seen it you're like bro why don't you get it because they really don't, don't know anything other than it. it and i have to agree because like for me for there's two things one for me being a haitian girl that was born and raised in harlem during the crackhead era and then going to school down on 93rd street in uh west end avenue that's two different worlds predominantly white schooling my friends' name were Arlen and Eve, and they had doorman, they had elevator man, they had their bedroom was bigger than my apartment, whereas me, mom, and my sister. And then going to Haiti, and then having a massive house that was literally bigger than that whole apartment building. I know what both the wor- those worlds look like, but seeing people in my neighborhoods that are just seeing this is their apartment, this is their life, that's all that they can live off of. They don't see it any bigger or any better. They don't understand that literally the American dollar can buy you a big ass house in Haiti. 
the American dollar can buy you a massive land in Haiti or any other place. People don't understand that. They don't understand. They don't. I think they need to see it to really see, like, have the aha moment for the light to go off. Now. Good. If you guys note, I just want to ask one of y'all can answer, not even both. Okay. When it was time for me to talk about my catching up and what I've been doing, what was the first thing that I said? About going to Ghana. And who's welcome to come back with me? You said anybody's welcome. Anybody. 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 And then what did I say? I said my dad has a hotel with 20 bedrooms, king size beds, 30 bedrooms in total. Right. Anybody is welcome. I didn't say you have a price. Agreed. Right? My point in that is saying that in America, I'm a poor man. In Ghana, I could take my $50,000 a year wages at Apple. That's not even including what I make at fucking um, photography and video work. I could take that after taxes, after living in the U.S. and still live good. Yeah. And most people don't know that. Right. And that's why before I even got back to the U.S., I said, look, I'm coming back in December. Y'all could come with me. Right. And that's our tasks as people that have roots outside of the United States with access to pipelines that show us as people of color, we we have greatness established on our own. But you I understand also, what I'm saying? Like, like. I, sorry God. we can do it i That's also it. want us to travel more and when i say travel more i think i don't mean miami no hell no i don't mean when the people tell me oh they're gonna tra-, like people judge me because when i talk about traveling i'm like i don't want to go to an island and i don't want to be anywhere in america no i want to go somewhere else like i outside of haiti i've never been to any other island so everyone's always just like, you've never been in. And I'm like, listen, but I can tell you all the places I've been outside of America. Right. That you go sit there and be like, bitch, where? I remember me and my best friend a couple years ago, we took a trip to Bali. I remember that. And she planned that shit for almost two years, she, fam. No, it's actually for a year. Literally, we did uh we did Hopper. We found our flights. Our flights was like nine hundred dollars. And it was for ten days. It was for New Year's. Yes. And we did an Airbnb had a bomb ass time now mind you so we had a flight layover at guangzhou china the guangzhou china we were there for six hours so they'd give you a hotel to stay at for the six hours because it's longer than expected please tell me why so we get there me and my best friend. now mind you my best friend just as dark i mean maybe a little bit darker we are literally walking around guangzhou and everyone's literally staring at us like what the fuck they have never seen a black person my friend waved at a, uh, a Chinese man and the Chinese man shocked and looked around and was just like, he waved back and was just so excited because I'm just like, yo, y'all really have never seen what black people look like. When we went to an island off of Bali, there's um called Gili Islands. There are three different islands. One of the islands that we went, we stayed at, um, we were staying by a beach and we were walking by and we just, there's like these swings that are in the water. It's so fucking gorgeous. Two women kept thinking that they wanted to take pictures at the swings. So we're just like, you know what? Let them have it turn on the swings. They wanted to take pictures with us because we're just like, oh, skin so beautiful, skin yeah. so beautiful. And we're just like, oh, y'all really have not seen black people. Yeah. Like, y'all don't think we exist. Yeah. But that also proves to me that we are not out here. No. And, peop- and it's so funny because people are trying to emulate us in every shape, way, form possible from the bodies to how we dress, to how we walk, to how our music is. 
but yet we're not out here promoting our own selves. I don't understand how that works. Yeah. No, it's 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 true. I um I think the last place that I ran into some I was in uh, Amsterdam and and I Amsterdam. and uh, I love Amsterdam and Fuck. To go back. There were tourists. I I know they were Asian. I can't really place where they were from, but I I remember it was a group of us out there, and they wanted to take pictures with us, and we were just like, "What the fuck for?" Just because <laughs> they know that they're traveling, and they haven't run into. They're just like, "We just want to take pictures with y'all." Because yeah. again, it's like, "Wow, black people traveling." Yeah. Like that was just like that, and it's I, like, "Wow, y'all exist." Right. Like y'all you, are real. You, but you guys are someplace outside of where we know you to be. And that's we are the thing. unicorns. Right. So it's just like, oh, they were I was like, why do you want to oh, okay, cool. We just oh, oh, he got the camera ready. Okay. Yeah. That's what's happening. Okay. But so like it's and no, it's funny that you're saying that. And I think, you know, lately with things like black people travel and different things like that, and like, you know, it's it it is it is something that's new for us. And like you said, it is necessary to travel because not I mean, not only just us banding together as black people, it's just all of the things that seem impossible yeah. to you. I mean, just the, even the idea of going to Amsterdam and seeing a civilization that is the majority of the transportation is is driven bikes. by bikes. Yeah. The idea that, I mean, it's suppressed here in America because the auto industry won't allow that to happen. Child. But, but it would be amazing if they did. It. I mean, I mean, just for the, the air quality, just for the efficiency of it. I mean, it exists. It's happening. It's not yeah. even like a, can it, you can go someplace else, see it because it, it's the same thing. It's ridiculous. Think, I wouldn't think it was possible if oh you didn't go God. there and you're like, oh, nobody's running over each other. I those bikes are in the water though. That's my number one question. Oh, I mean, I know I've seen so many bikes going into the water because people were drunk, but that's beside the point. I mean, I mean, they, they, you have your, but listen, <laughs> I mean, you still have your thing. I mean, listen, I almost got run over a couple of times just because I wasn't used to How about, looking to the left. How about in Philippines, our tuk-tuk flipped over? Oh, I believe that. On the road. Mm. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Because we needed two because we had all this baggage and they only had one. Oh, no, I believe that because... <laughs> When we were in Bali, we had little Vespas, and but the thing is, with those little tr- cars, like first of all, the road is shit. So every two seconds, you're going on speed bumps, and I'm sitting there like, "Oh Lord Jesus, let me say a prayer," because God knows I might flip over any two seconds. But at the same time, I'm also in love with it because it's different from New York, so it's all good. That's expected. But I think we just need to see what's outside of the world. Like, if I could live anywhere in the world, my place right now is Valencia, Spain, because everything's amazing out there but again i think when i tell people that they look at me like oh you're fancy i'm like no i live my life i'm traveling i'm seeing what's out there maybe you should too especially as a black person this is not the end all be all there's more out there for us that's a fact and on that note we're gonna wrap up the longest episode of man crush monday's podcast (laughs) ever i'm glad i could be a part of that yeah, same here. So, <laughs> just to recap um, today's points, right? One, men, take the time to get to know your woman. Don't think Please. that whatever you have experienced, Especially inside. don't think that whatever you experience with any other woman comes to play when it comes down to your main woman or the woman you're dealing with at the moment because not all women are the same. Watch your body. Pay attention to your woman. Learn your woman. Build an emotional connection. Take your do-rag off and let her get to know who you are part two women um take the time to get to know your man 
Don't think that just because you bring the box to the party, the party <laughs> is set. Okay? Get the fuck out of here. Parties need more than just boxes. We need dancing. Dirty dance, motherfucker. Let's get it going. Goodbye. Um, and for everybody, men, women, children, bastards alike, support black business. Amen. Right? Gucci is cool. We like Gucci. But they don't respect us. But you know what? In this day and age when the black dollar is black buying power is about three trillion dollars and the pulling out of the black dollar from the American economy is more than enough to cripple it twice over. We have to understand our power, our stance in the community. So that means that if you are going to have a wedding, don't hire a white photographer. Hire black photographers, videographers. Matter of fact, we have a production company in 2019. Carl Ferguson, Photos by Rome, Joe Chia, Fly Life Images, and our DC Dirty Dog, LeVan Anderson, right? If you are looking for quality streetwear, you don't have to go to Nike, Puma, Adidas. You can go to Pierre Moss. If you are looking for travel, you ain't got to go to Expedia.com. There are several black-owned travel agencies that will hook you up. With all that being said, thank you all for listening to Man Crush Mondays. This is the first episode of 2019, and I won't make you any promises, but you will hear from us a lot more often. Signing out, this is African Ass Joe. Jamaican Call. And Haitian Fab. Peace.